Hey everybody, welcome to the Arcade Podcast. We are still undecided on a title. We have to figure that out, guys. The full screen I arcade. Know. I don't know. The full screen arcade. The cast. hangout cast with the beach. Uh, I'm John <laughs> with Team Arcade, hanging out with the regular folks. I'm Eddie, and I have a pen. I'm Tim, and I have an apple. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I'm Howard, and I have a pineapple. I hope somebody gets this reference, or we just look like nutcases. Yeah, I have both the apple pen and the pineapple <laughs> pen. Yeah. Uh, easily the best video on the internet right now. Everybody's talking about it. It's People are replicating it. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's good. It's taken over. The, the two, the two girls. I want to say it's like Rika and Rico. Like they did yeah. a little cover video and they hit like a million some odd views in like two days on YouTube with their little so crazy dancing. Of course, well, it's over ten million views now, or at least last I checked. I don't know what is that currently. I think it, we looked today. It's like sixteen, almost, almost sixteen. Oh man! Well, four days. I hope that that video, whoever it was uploaded to, it seemed like the user who uploaded the video didn't do any other videos like that. So I hope that the actual owner. The video sure gets some credit at the end. I sure hope well, he's, not. He's, a, he's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. So if anything, it's just going to help his career overseas. Maybe. I mean, I hope. Ooh, All I know is I saw it uploaded, and I didn't. It didn't look like the actual channel. If it is the actual channel, kudos to you. Yeah. yeah. You had a heck of a viral with it. Um, but today we're going to be talking about all sorts of content things, and we're going to kick off the conversation with something that's been on my mind a lot lately, um, because uh, I don't know if you guys hear of this term, nostalgia glasses. Everybody's mm. like, oh, you know, I loved He-Man. Try going and watching Dude, He-Man Dude, He-Man is great. All right, so you here we go. You shut your mouth. Here we go. His nostalgia <laughs> glasses quickly. are But they're not, because I watch He-Man, like, I'll turn it on and, like, have it on while I'm doing stuff. Like, He-Man... Limited animation, sure, but it is actually nowhere near as bad as everybody seems to think it is. All right, so this is, this is the exact conversation type that I was ending <laughs> on the internet, and this is why I bring it up is because, you know, a lot of folks are feeding into nostalgia these days. If you look at, for example, the NES, the, the classic that they're re-releasing, mm -hmm. right, that has the, the virtual titles. console in a box. Yeah, the virtual console in a box. I want to talk about that a bit. I also want to talk about uh, Sonic Mania, which is, is it Sonic Mania? Is yeah, it looks one? awesome. Yeah. It looks awesome. But then they have like the commercials and everything look like the old yeah, commercials. The level. Exactly. So, with these things, I want to talk about first, you know, is it a good thing for them to be re releasing these titles? Should we be capturing these titles in their new forms or should we just be capturing them in their original uh, mm -hmm. states? Uh, and then also uh, for the marketing aspects, do you guys feel you're pandered to? So, let's start with the first part of the question with. Should more people be doing this? Should we see more of these collections coming out? I think, personally, that it would be awesome to the extent that there's a lot of really, really, really good old stuff that is inaccessible to people who are not willing to throw down tons and tons and tons of money on classic games that have gone up in price due to collectors. Mm -hmm. uh, case in point, I will gladly spend $10 every single time Nintendo re-releases Earthbound on a new console. Seconded. Versus spending $700 to get the cartridge. I mean, like, you know, I'll spend $700 to get the cartridge because I love the game that much. But, <laughs> okay. like, to play it. But the thing is, is, like, you get it and that's a collection piece. Like, I'll pay for it to have it complete and, like, put it away. If I want to play it, like, it's so much easier to just pay 10 bucks. Now, the problem that I have is that when you buy something, like, on Nintendo, 
Nintendo's Virtual Console for, is a perfect example of this. PlayStation Network, I think, to a certain degree has, a, has the issue too, is that it doesn't cross over to other platforms. So you buy all these Virtual Console games on the Wii, and then they finally release Wii U Virtual Console, and I get to pay like a dollar more or $2 more to bring them to the new system. Like, I think that given the way that digital media works, they should have enough control that you buy it on one platform, and when you get the new one as an incentive to buy the new one, all your stuff... Backwards compatibility used to be a thing. Like, there's no reason that, especially with these older titles, it shouldn't exist. Which, which they're looking at, yeah. you know, for Xbox, they did announce, like, you can play the 360 titles yeah. again on their, their consoles. So, it's a selection. I mean, it's yeah. all run through emulation, so it's still not its natural and I And I get that, too. Like, but I think the thing is, especially with the retro stuff, I think squarely the retro stuff is the biggest issue that I have, is that... They get it working, and I know that they're using an emulator, but like the emulators that run a lot of this old stuff are not so complicated that when you port it over to another system, you shouldn't be able to like it. Shouldn't be a new piece of software every single time. Right. That's the biggest issue that I have. Right. Um, well, I guess for you guys, do you like uh, Howard Tim? Do you want to see more of these? collections come out would you like to see your old library somehow transferred like yes i even if you purchased let's say in in the roms community the rule of thumb is that you originally own the cartridge wouldn't it be great if <laughs> yeah. let's say you own super mario brothers on an nes cartridge you get the digital edition free in all subsequent venues of course Should that be an option of or, course yeah. um i've had some of my best memories playing Super Mario 3 yeah. or Dr. Mario. I remember yeah. playing that, just like spending all night playing that, actually with my parents of all yeah. people. They loved that game for some reason. Maybe because it was so simple. Um, I guess the difficult part of that idea is actually proving you had those cartridges. I mean, like how, how would that even work? Do you have to have them physically now or you just had to have them at some point in the future? You would have to or, have them. <laughs> not in the future, the past. Ownership. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the problem with that, it, it kind of runs into the same, it, it's like a resale issue. And yeah. You run into that debate yeah. that came up when like the Xbox One and the PS4 were coming out and there was all this talk of like, you know, making the games only playable on their original system. Mm -hmm. uh, you, and a lot of people got upset about that. It's the resale aspect of it. These games have been out for 30 some odd years now, even longer for going back to like Master System and, and Atari. And they've changed hands so many times. Mm. You know, like there are very few people out there, I think, that still have their collection from when they were like younger or from that time. I mean, they yeah, minor all gone, but yeah, yeah, like very people, very few people do. So it's like, you know, if I want to play Mario three, go to my local, you know, uh, used game shop and pay, well, it's not gonna be $5 anymore, but you know, pay $5 and buy a copy. Now that wasn't my original copy of the game. Nintendo didn't see that $5 that I just spent mm -hmm. to buy another copy yeah. of the game, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think that that's, pro that's part of the issue. I think it also comes up when people talk about music. It's like so many people buy used CDs and used records and things of that nature. Like you're not the original owner. That money isn't going to the copy, the copyright and content owner. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that you're immediately entitled to whatever yeah. benefits that you get. I mean, you could even do like digital downloads and music now. Like, yeah, exactly. They come with the original. If you buy vinyl, it's going to come with a digital download for free. Yeah, and but then if I resell that vinyl to you, like you're not it getting the get digital. It. Yeah. So well, and they do that with games to a certain extent now too, with the season yeah. passes and the extra DLC and all that other nonsense. Like EA right. and their season pass system has been 
like one of the bigger players in that space. Mm. So like with all this stuff, like they're they're re-releasing these games, they're constantly releasing every time we have to repurchase them in their new iteration, whether it be on a 3DS, Nintendo, uh, the new now essentially emulation boxes where they're gonna be packaging these where it's 40 built-in games. I know Sega previously had struck a deal where there's the Sega license where it's like 20 actual Sega games and then like a hundred who knows? It's who like Action games. 52 games all over again. <laughs> like, do, do you feel like you should be picking up these items as a collector? Uh, if you're a Nintendo collector, should you be buying the emulation boxes? Or is it kind of like a, mm, that's a, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go that territory. Depend- oh, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick them up. I don't know if I'm going to play it very often, but it's just something that, you know, I, I played with when I was six, seven, eight. I don't know how young I was. Very young. And now that I'm old enough, I can actually afford to buy these things, these collector items, or relive my childhood. I, I say, why not? It's I find it cool. Well, do you have a Wii U? I do. Oh, okay. So, I mean, like, two... So, but at the same time, it's also a cost thing. Because mm-hmm. you get so many more games for that $60 versus paying the $5 each mm-hmm. on the Wii U. So, I guess right. it comes down to a value thing, too. What's attractive to me with the NES Classic that they're releasing is that the controllers... Or like the original controllers, mm-hmm. and they're not yeah. even exclusively for use on that system. You could take them and plug them into a Wii remote and use them on your virtual console games on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like, I'm all about that. I think, like, if you already have the system and you own the majority of the games on another platform and they're readily accessible, like, it's fine to buy it if you really want to, if you're, like, that hardcore of a collector. They're cool little display pieces. I mean, the thing is so small. It's so tiny. It's like a really cool little display item, but like, I don't think that it would bother me if they were putting games on that exclusively and the only way you can get them were on that system. They weren't going to release them on the virtual console or whatever. That would be where I'd draw the line. Do you have any worry, I guess, anybody in the room, like the console is coming out, you know, would I pick it up for the $40 or $60, whatever it might be at this this point? Is it $60? It's $60. Um, that you get the system, you're like, man, I remember so many great things about playing this game. And you go to play it, and you're like, oh, that's what that game was. Like, this was me recently, I was playing Goonies again on NES. And I was like, man, I love the Goonies film. And I'm like, the game was like a huge part of me. Like, during pool parties when I was younger, I go to play it, and I'm like, oh, this game's got flaws. Yeah, but everybody remembers, like, the Goonies is an example. Everybody remembers, like, specific aspects of it. Yeah. Like, you talk about the original Ninja Turtles game. Oh, everybody, yeah. Everybody either remembers it being incredibly hard solely because of the bomb sequence. Oh, and, like, underwater level. Yeah. yeah. Or they remember the side-scrolling aspects, and they don't remember how frustrating it was navigating through the map, and they never got past the bomb level, so they don't remember how hard it was later on. Mm -hmm. So everybody's got, like, these specific things they remember, and I think with the Goonies, uh, everybody remembers the side-scrolling stuff and doesn't really think about all of the first-person view stuff that was going on that was really irritating to play, in my opinion. Well, I just, I forget the the mice, I forget the fact that I had to get a bomb every time to open the door, I just, there's lots of things that was just like, oh, I just remember the Cyndi Lauper 8-bit soundtrack. (laughs) That's what I recall, and I loved every aspect. And our attention spans were much wider back when we were 10 years old, so we would sit there for hours, and now if we don't beat a level in four seconds, we get all pissed off. Yeah, exactly. That would be with Mirror's Edge recently. Yeah. I went to play that because it was free on Xbox Live. I'm just like, oh, I remember playing this game, and I thought it was awesome. I went to play it again, I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, as games have progressed, I think there's two types of games out there, but... Uh, as games have progressed, you either have like your really heavily narrative-based games in which I feel like the difficulties scale back a lot, or you have your games that are like 
geared kind of more towards multiplayer and like that aspect of it. So the challenge, it's like back in the NES days, they had to make a game hard to make it worth the $60, $80 mm-hmm. you're paying for the game. Mm-hmm. So they become frustrating to play. Mm-hmm. And then if you really break things down, a lot of those games are so broken, you can beat them in 10 minutes if you really know them well enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know, personally for me, I go back and I revisit like terrible old games on a regular basis and good ones too. So like, I don't really have that issue as much. But. So, so the, I guess a question to follow up with all of this, and something I've been thinking about, you know, I'm streaming a lot more lately, we're going to be doing lots of arcade streams here over the course of the next few weeks. Is it worth my time to play these re-releases? I mean, at this point, all classic games have been covered mm-hmm. on YouTube. They've all been played or speed run and done all these things. Is it the right time for to play these games again? Absolutely. Because I think with the new Nintendo console coming out, not the NX, but the old yeah. Nintendo console that's coming out, people <laughs> are going to people old, are going to be yeah, people are going to be revisiting this stuff. And there's going to be a lot of people who just don't want to spend $60 and they're going to be reminded of these games and all of a sudden they want to watch people play them. So they're going to be searching yeah. on YouTube gaming or Twitch. So there's going to be a much bigger audience than there was just a few weeks ago all of a sudden looking for games to watch on Twitch. Well, and also or on YouTube it comes down to personality too depending if you're just playing it and it's literally just direct feed like yeah then what's the point everybody's done it everybody's seen it but like everybody's got a different personality and you playing the game if it's your first time especially then that's awesome but like you playing the game on stream or on video for people to like see and enjoy like you might offer something that other channels don't offer and you might experience things differently and do things a different way one thing is like you know based on what you said at the start of the podcast is like you remember Dr. Mari playing with your parents. Can you do that again now? I wouldn't want to. <laughs> but it would make great content. I that sure would, can. That would be fun. <laughs> I think it would be fun. Is it, yeah, so, you know, looking at the calendar of all these things coming out, it's just like, it's, it seems like it's a good idea to revisit those games, play those games, tie it to the release of the console, because I, I have a gut feeling even YouTube likes to do their themed weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. right now they're running yeah. prime time. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, prime time, it may or may not be over. I'm not sure how long you're going to run the program for. Um, but, you know, they might have probably classic theme weeks or retro weeks or yeah. whatever it might be. So definitely, definitely something to think about. Uh, moving on to the next concept. Uh, so a lot of video game movies are being announced and being brought to market. And seeing it. Like last night I watched Warcraft for the Ooh, first time. Yeah, that's a... It's a mixed audience. I'm curious. It's, uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, okay, so I played WoW. Well, before WoW, I was a Tides of Darkness, and then I moved on to Warcraft 3, and eventually I got absorbed into WoW for about five years. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but I got credits in university for leveling up a professor's tune. Well, there you go. Uh, in WoW. So thank Literally you. Wow. I won't announce who that person was, but there was a part of that <laughs> in my life. Um, the movie... You know, Duncan, heart you, love you. There were so many gaps. So mm-hmm. many gaps. And I'm not talking about in plot. I'm talking in shot sequence. Yeah. It's like we're going to go from epic battle scene to, wait, how did they get under that table? What are they, why? Why are they there? What's what that? Is what is, no, this makes no sense. His costume looks different. It looks cleaner than it just was. There's a lot of continuity issues all throughout the film. I... I had my nostalgia glasses on the entire time. Krissa fell asleep. My, my wife fell asleep almost immediately. She was just like, eh, and I'm checked out. I don't know what's going on. 
And I was like, oh, there's a reference I know. I'm now happy again, even though the way they delivered it was not a way yeah. that I would have ever anticipated. So I didn't feel that connected. I don't know. For other folks here who saw it, thoughts? You're a Warcraft yeah, fan. Yeah, I, I started in vanilla, at the end of vanilla, yeah. and I played all the way through. I'm still playing. I kind of revisit it now, but... You know, that was a big part of my teenage years. And I saw the movie on opening night after a long day at work. And maybe I, maybe it's because I was exhausted, but I just... I remember walking out of the theater. I turned to my wife and I said, that was disappointing. Ooh. And, you know, seeing Stormwind and all of these places kind of in real life, that was something magical. But the story just kind of dragged on and on... And I don't, I don't, I know, I understand why they visited the orcs and humans and this and that, but I just don't think it was the right story to focus on. But Karazhan, like, you get to see the raids you used to spend so much time in again, and then you get to see the characters yeah. that you know and love. And then I don't know, I just... And there's a board at one point that I really <laughs> love that they were all playing with as they were charting. Oh, man. Yeah, it's great seeing all these places. I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't connect with the story. Yeah. And I, didn't, I wasn't feeling movie it. movie if it was just the opening cinematics from like the last 20 years of <laughs> yeah. the game. Yeah, really. <laughs> available on Blu-ray, I believe. <laughs> Blu-ray and DVD, you can pick those up. I want to um, see the Lich King story being told. I don't know if they will, because here's the thing. The Warcraft film was so popular in China, and China That's has regulations skeletons. on skeletons mm. and death and ghosts. They have right regulation on that. So if we do Wrath of the Lich King and the Rise, uh, there's a lot of undead. And I don't know if it would do that well. I would hope. I hope it's a darker film. This felt very much... Warcraft felt like the first Harry Potter film that came out. Yeah, a little bit. It was campy. It was cheesy. It's. I know that the whole game has a cartoon feel to it, but I just feel like the game was darker. But then again, was it me placing it on the game? Or was it actually the game? So, I don't know. Nostalgia glasses all around... On everything. Nostalgia spectacles. Nostalgia spectacles. I I have to wonder too when when it comes to this kind of stuff, like I the newer video game movies, I would say anything from like Resident Evil to current, like have taken such a more serious tone to everything. They they take the concepts of the games and they're like, we gotta put like this really hard narrative on it and make it like a serious subject. We've gotta turn it into something that's like epic and crazy. And I have to wonder if it's gonna be like Going back and watching the Super Mario Brothers movie, Ooh. or like Street Fighter, but no, but like, like, hear me out on this, because people are like, that movie is really, really bad, right? And like, I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, no, but Bertha is a dancer. But that's the thing. But this is Eddie, the defender of the terrible. It's not even just that. It's like that's the thing about it, though. There's something charming about that because think about Mario as a concept, right? Like, how are you going to do that as a live action movie? There's no way. And so they took the concept and did this just outlandish ridiculous thing and it's it's bad but it's fun to watch it's a fun movie it it moves quickly it doesn't like really hang it's got like just a lot of these moments where it's like that doesn't look anything like the game but like it's silly the goombas dancing in the elevator john street fighter has a lot of that <laughs> stuff too where they tell like these stupid tongue-in-cheek jokes the scene where they're watching guile and the his forces break into bison's camp and zangief's looking over his shoulder watching the camera footage and he's like quick change the channel it's like this goofy stuff that pops up the movies yeah, but street themselves fighter at least had jean Van Damme and raul julia which, I mean, you, you know, can't they, go wrong. they had a great cast, but what I'm saying is, like, those movies, you go back and watch them, and it's like, if you sit down and you're just like, I just want to watch something that's goofy and entertaining, those movies 
totally accomplished. Which I did on my bachelor party. That was the two films that I watched late yeah, night. And, and they're just goofy. They're goofy <laughs> movies. If you go into them and you're just like, I know that they're they're bad, but they can be fun to watch. Like they they don't take themselves too seriously. They're very light, fun movies. These newer ones don't have that same kind of quality, so I don't feel like it's going to be so easy to go back and revisit them in the same light. But when you, know? you think, like, how many movies are able to do that now? At right. I feel like as, as a consumer and as a viewer and as people who go to motion picture theaters, if we go to something and it's just that level of camp, yeah. it's as, unacceptable. As a fan, like, like, let's say, okay, Spider-Man. Yeah. What if Spider-Man was approached in that way for you? Because I know you're a huge fan of that franchise. If it was approached in the same way as the Super Mario Brothers film, where you took your characters and then they just made, uh, I don't know. But that's what Sam Raimi did with like the first three movies. Did you not watch Spider-Man three? Well, like I mean, like that is <laughs> that is like a definition yeah. of it. I mean, like, Dancing and that's that's literally every single X-Men movie that's been made so far. Yeah. The only company that isn't doing that with superheroes is Marvel. Right. So like, and, and yeah, I can go back and watch them. I mean, they're they're just like popcorn movies to me. I don't really get involved. Or like, I don't get too invested in them. Mm. You know, and maybe it, maybe it's a difference in how I view stuff. But I think there are a lot of people out there that are kind of the same way that like can just throw a movie on and have it be a popcorn thing and just like yeah, and, you know, like I see what they were doing here and it's just fun and entertaining. Like that's all it is. Maybe I just don't have fun in my life. Maybe that's what I'm starting to find. I don't have fun. I, no, I feel like crap. That I, wasn't no, fun. I feel <laughs> like you have too much fun in your life that you're unable to inject fun into other things. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the problem that you have. Yeah. You have a fun injection. Problem. Yeah, call, yeah. call Dr. Mario, see if he can inject some fun into me. Uh, so the reason I brought this up is, so J.J. Abrams uh, recently just stated uh, that there will be a Portal movie announcement coming very, very soon. Oh boy, very interesting. Uh, they also are working on a Half-Life project. Uh, it's not Half-Life 3, so it's not one we're actually looking forward to. Half-Life 3 is a movie. That's, that's yeah, what the announcement's going to be. Three it's going to be a movie. It, it could be like Mother 3, where they're just like, oh, well, the next mother is the story that you tell. So Half-Life 3 is the story <laughs> you tell. There you go. Uh, no, for, so they announced this Portal film. Should folks be looking at creating content uh, by playing games or revisiting these games when these films come out, uh, I guess what are your thoughts on how could a person approach that? If like Portal movies coming out, what is what are some ways that they could tackle content associated with the Portal franchise? Hmm. Like what are some things they could do? Well, I mean Portal's a tough one because there's no narrative to it really, so it's hard yeah. to like. I, I see it like in comic books with the comic book movies come out that they announce a story and then people like rush to the stores and they'll buy the graphic novels or the original issues that follow that story to like familiarize themselves with it even though the movies rarely have very much to do with what the original story was. And I think in comic or in, in video games you can see the same thing where uh, Half-Life is a good example. They make a Half-Life movie, you can make content about like what's the story of Half-Life? How did all this stuff start? What's the overall theme of the video game, et cetera, et cetera. Portal's, hard, Portal's harder to do that with though because there's not really a narrative to it. It's so thin. So unless you're just doing gameplay and it's like, hey, this is what Portal is. This is what the mm -hmm. movie's based on. Like, you know, it's, it's harder to make like really structured content, I think, mm. around an announcement like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't know. You could almost do like, if it's after the fact, like review the movie mm -hmm. while playing Portal or something. I don't know if that would be interesting enough for people or not. Mm, okay, well, during that, you could probably like find, well, what are the parallels that you've discovered and yeah. all that between what the movie was showcasing, what the game was showcasing. Like, if I go back and look at Warcraft again, and all the little right. Easter eggs they tossed in, they tossed in a Murloc right off the bat, and there's a few other things that you see, 
you know, maybe it's, okay, I saw this in the movie. I don't know exactly where it was in the game. Let's go, Let's go do, you can do a side-by-side match or something like that of showcasing. Yeah. Um, you know, when they're, when they're poisoned, they're showing the cars on in the distance, for example, of Warcraft. Is, can you reach that position in the game and match the same shot? Mm-hmm. Is it matching or is it not? And you can talk about that. Um, I don't know, that's, a, that's probably a good thing to yeah. do yeah. a review the, while you're playing it. I'm thinking, I, yeah, like what's coming out soon? Um, or Assassin's Creed? Yeah, Assassin's so Creed is like, coming out soon. Yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting to yeah, kind of see. Do like an Easter egg side by side kind of video or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is, do we know, is the new Assassin's Creed around the original Assassin's Creed game? It's the Spanish Inquisition. So I don't know. So it's Monty Python? Yes, exactly. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm trying I don't to think know, of yeah. like different ways you can make content around a movie's release. Uh, you know, live streams to kick off the fact of like, oh, it's coming out tonight. We're gonna do a 12-hour live stream playing X title and beat it before we go see the movie, and then we'll do a review after. We'll hop back on and we'll do popcorn talk with us after, positive or negative. Yeah. I um, think it definitely makes sense to do it just because yeah. people will be trying to find that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then just like, like I gotta repeat my answer from when we talked about the Nintendo stuff. Is there will be a lot of people when Portal is announced saying, "What the heck is Portal? I've never heard of yeah. this thing," mm-hmm. and they'll be looking to figure out what video game it was. And if you know, if you create a video game on what or uh, a let's play on what what is Portal, and then you add in some tags about the movie, someone might find it, and you know, you'll go viral. Oh, not really though. Yeah, you'll go viral. You can't it's endorsed that. by. And then, you can't promise and then add in Apple Pen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, endorsed yeah. by Howard right now. That you will so go, go viral. You'll go viral. Yeah, yeah. Howard will I search and watch your video one million times, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we don't recommend because that could be against YouTube terms of service. Different computers. <laughs> he'll he'll <laughs> hop. Computers. He'll hop around. He'll go to every Different Apple IP store. Addresses. Every Apple store in the Southern California area and queue the video up on each machine and. That's that's if you make a video about Portal leading into Portal's movie release. Oh, yep. Gee. Well, <laughs> I think this is a good idea. Well, well, let's let, let's talk real quick since we touched on it real brief. Our thoughts on the program, your favorite video game film, and the one you hated most, or if there's just you have a strong perspective on either. Uh, who wants to take it first? Shall we just oh, rock paper scissors this thing? Uh, I mean, I could, I think I squarely know what what I like and what I don't like. Uh, Doom is by far the worst, like what? flat out. The Doom the Doom movie but that was so fun was and so bad. It was a first person moment. That was the worst part of the movie. Like it's it's <laughs> that that part wasn't even whimsical. That was so terrible. I love The Rock. I think like he's good in a lot of the movies that he's in. I was excited to see that movie for a lot of different reasons. And then when I went and saw it, it was like just absolutely horrendous. I would say that that's almost up there with House of the Dead in terms of how bad it was at capturing the uh, House of the Dead was, was, that was Huey Bowl, right? Yeah, well, any, yeah, and any of his movies really kind of stand in a class of their own, to be honest. But uh, I think my favorite is probably Street Fighter. Just because yeah. it's just so fun, it's it's such an entertaining movie, it's super fun. and like it got the lore of the of the series at the time down pretty well too. Like it treated the subject material. You're talking about the newest Street Fighter, right? With Chun Li. No, no, I'm not talking <laughs> about the Legend of Chun Li. I'm talking Come about Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> and Raul Julia. Good. Yeah, I think that I think that's like probably my favorite. But the thing is, like, how many good video game movies are there? 
Well, that's what I'm like right now. I'm looking at the list. <laughs> I know. Like, it's a hard question. I mean, I, honestly, I, Mortal Kombat for me. Yeah, Mortal like, Kombat's the first one really is like. Too. I mean, Annihilation is pretty bummer. Yeah. But like the first one was funny. like I fucking loved that. I remember being in the theater watching that film. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate this. Yeah. And when Johnny Cage uh, does the ball breaker the ball on Moro, like mm-hmm. you can't like, ask yeah, for yeah. more than that. Like. I, so I, good. I really liked it because he did it right after he crushed his glasses, if I recall. He grabs his so. glasses, yeah, yeah. he breaks them, he's like, those are expensive or some other kind of Hollywood thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Mortal Kombat. I'm looking at the list here of games. I didn't like the Lara Croft films at all. Yeah. I, just I only liked them because they featured a, an actor from a British sitcom that I really liked. And that's the only reason I give them any credit. Because <laughs> he was in an American movie as a result. Hmm. As I'm looking deeper, what about Prince of Persia? Don't we like Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal? I you mean the was... biggest tank like, of all time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it, it, I mean, it didn't do very well, but, like, I've seen it. And it's, Not that it just if, didn't if do it very wasn't... well. It's, like, the least profitable movie oh, yeah. of all oh, time. Well, John Carter. Is more? I'm pretty sure John Carter did worse. Wait, than no, Prince of Persia. I'm thinking of John Carter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Prince of Persia did pretty bad too. Like the thing, Prince of Persia, like I don't know if it wasn't called Prince of Persia and you just kind of went into it blind. It's just like a kind of like an action movie, really. So right. It, it just felt like another Scorpion King. Very, film. very generic. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're gonna do right now, yay or nays to these upcoming ones. Well, do you want to see it or nay? Now we're just gonna do. I'll do announce it, and we all just say yay or nay. Ready? Untitled Sonic the Hedgehog film. Nay. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Nay. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang I don't on, even know on. what that is. Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a spare. It's Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, like, animatronics come to life movie. and, like, want to eat oh, things. Yeah. 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 You yay? just switch to yay? Yeah. I want to see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it depends on how they make it. If it's a live action movie, like, hard nay. Why? Because be I because no because I think that they'll probably be like up, it. they're gonna turn yeah. it yeah it's gonna be like it or they'll turn it into a found footage movie and I Most hate likely. found footage movies. These were found in security footage. But it's, it's, kind of it's more yeah. realistic. Dun 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 dun. No. It's, uh, <laughs> shut up. Oh, this is what everybody's looking forward to: Minecraft the movie. Oh. oh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be animated, and I think it'll be a good kids movie. I'm not going to see it. I mean, if it's anything like the Lego movies, true. it might be okay. Yeah, I, I'll give you Is that. Is Pixar oh. doing it? Maybe? I like that. No, yeah. no, no. Um, all right, Dragon's Lair, the movie. Like the classic <laughs> Dragon's Lair game. See, I'm I torn, don't know. I'm really torn on that one. Because I think that that could be pretty cool if it was done right. But the I'm game worried. Is essentially a movie. Yeah, but but I'm worried that if like live action, I could see it, but it's got to be funny. They can't they can't play it like a hard fantasy movie. It's got to be funny because that was what made the original so good. I give that one maybe. If it's a, if it's a drawn cartoon in that style, um, the last time I saw that style, I think it was Cool, not Cool World. What was no, the Cool World was Ralph Bakshi. You're thinking yeah. uh, what was the last Don Bluth movie? Anastasia. Yeah, it has that, like, style. I forget, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, but live action, I think oh. they could do it, too, if it was funny. This one's going to get everybody ramped up. Call of Duty film. Absolutely not. Yeah. Hell yeah! It's That's going to that's gonna be generic. Absolutely not, but Saving Private Ryan was a generic, generic war movie. I mean, Someone's going to fall out of a helicopter, they're going to pick him up, and they're going to start fighting. I wouldn't... I, <laughs> I would not... And then eventually it ends with a dagger being yeah. thrown. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like make the decision to go see it but if it was on i might watch it that's my yeah. that's how i feel about it yeah. it's a it's a war it's gonna be a war movie that's what yeah. it's gonna be well yeah. i would hope so 
Well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. It's, it's just going to be a war story. It's going to be a and generic, like generic war movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And then two more, God of War as a film. I think that could be cool. That could be interesting. Could yeah, be I think cool. that could be cool. Or it could be another Warcraft. Oh, yeah. You got to do it right. Well, God of it, War film producers do it right. I, I, but <laughs> there it's, you go. I mean, this is putting a lot of trust in people, but like... Sony owns God of War. Sony makes their own movies. There's yeah. a possibility that it, it might be, be done good. right. I think I think that one could be cool. Uh, and this one, I know, if one variable goes in our favor, will be fantastic. Great Detective Pikachu. Yes. Oh my. Only if Danny, Danny DeVito does the mm-hmm. voice of Pikachu. There it is. <laughs> we will riot. Hard. If yes. not. I mean, like, yeah, I. You know what? I don't care if it's Danny DeVito or not, but they got to give him like a gruff voice. He can't be cutesy voiced, especially because all the Japanese trailers for the game that's coming out have like very serious Japanese deep voiced oh. voice actor doing the voice of Pikachu. So, yeah. Well, all right. Of this list, is there any? Is there a game missing that you want to see in this film? No Man's Sky. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna send you to some planet. I'm gonna sue you there. We're gonna leave you there. Tim, what do you think? No. Well, so. Not a video game movie, but did you guys see Hardcore Henry? Yeah. It was pretty cool. I no. loved it. I, I thought, thought it was going to get really... I, I felt very I thought, sick. I thought yeah, I was going to get It was sick, like sort of nauseating, but like, yeah. I feel like that turned out really well. Yeah. Because yeah. it was basically a video game movie. Yeah. It felt like it. Yeah, that was... Yeah. I, I that, that was, was the test good. case. It was just yeah. like, can you make like, it? Like, can we do this? Um, Other video games, though... I don't know. I'm like having a hard time like... I wanted to see Earthbound, but then Stranger Things came out, and it's essentially the same yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is like I think about that, and I'm like, oh man, it would be really cool if somebody did like a really good Zelda movie because of how expansive the world is. But at the same time, like I just love Zelda too much, and so like I, it's hard for me to think of something that I don't have attachment to that I would actually like to see made as a movie. That's kind of the, the bigger issue. Any any Suda Fifty One uh, game, Killer Seven. Uh, uh, no more heroes, anything like that. I, I would go see that as a movie. I think they're cool enough. I'm not attached enough to them. I would go see those as a movie. I would go see Metal Slug as a film, with all the different characters of Metal Slug. If it was just as ridiculous as yeah. the Expendables, I would oh, go see yeah, them. Sure. But they have to shoot it, so it's a side scroll. It looks like a side scroll. It's only shooting from. And they the have to. They have to have like, uh, like camera. Dudes that have clearly been imprisoned for a very long time, wearing only loincloths. Really long, shaggy hair pulling out like gigantic weapons out of nowhere. Yeah, as like this is this is for you for the next stretch of what's going on. You know, I really liked um, 007 Goldeneye. They should make that into a movie. I think. I uh, hate to that'd break, be good. I hate to break it to you. That was actually is based on a film. That was based on a film. It was based on a film. Yeah, Pierce, oh Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> the character which you play as in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's, he's okay. the star of it. Got it. Um, unfortunately, yeah, that's already happened. Well, that's it. Uh, now that we've learned that he doesn't, don't know anything, <laughs> doesn't know anything. I think we've established <laughs> well, that. Bad episode. His his Twitter handle is Bad oh, Gamer Tim. I mean, like he's not shy yeah. about it. And he's I'm definitely tweeting. not shy about it. I tweeted like seven times, guys. Yeah, what'd you tweet? Uh, I tweeted a picture from this podcast. Oh. And so this is actually I retweeted a picture of a dog dressed up as the Reaper in Overwatch. Oh. Or it's like a Shibu Inu. So it's like. I, and I quote tweeted it, I die, die, die. That's funny, right? I, I don't get it. Because is the dog alive? Like his, no, but like, that's how you talk in dog. 
Doge. How do you say that? Doge. Doge. Nobody knows. No one knows. Say whatever this is say. spiraling down. Like, <laughs> like basically, I'm just saying I'm very funny. You should definitely follow me. It's gonna be. Good. How can they follow you again? What's the Twitter handle? Bad Gamer Tim. Oh. I'd rather watch Pixels. Oh, oh wow! The Ellen Shots fired. Game movie. I went there. Shots fired. You know what? Now, now I think about it. So that's a good good thing with video games and cinema too. Pixels is a really good example of what not to do yeah. when being nostalgic and visiting How those kind properties. Of generally versus Wreck It Ralph, mm. which was like a love letter and yeah. absolutely fantastic, which they're making a sequel to. Yes. So I mean, I really hope that yeah. they do more with all the cameos in the next one. Well, I think we should on Twitter, on our Twitter account, start posting some photos of who do we think is going to appear in that one. My bet is Mario. I think the dude from Custer's Revenge. I think General Custer from Custer's Revenge. (laughs) No, nobody research what that game is. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's NC-17. Where can they find you on the internet, Eddie? Uh, Collectophile. All over the place. All over the place. How about you, Howard? How can they find you? At Pinsky. At the at Pinsky, just Pinsky. No, no. The, on Twitter, no, just Pinsky. Wow, you lucked out with your your get. I and paid someone a lot of money for that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. John. You can find me yeah. at Kawaii Guy LA. Uh, yeah, we're gonna see you next time uh, over here on the podcast. When by that point, we will have a name. Yep. Maybe, maybe, maybe but I will definitely have a pen. Oh I'll no! Still have an apple. I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Grab your pineapples, kids. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Later.